Now, Singapore Today with Lance Alexander and Daniel Martin. So from tax cuts to green energy transition support to skills development initiatives and a push to raise the local qualifying salary for lower wage workers. DPM and Finance Minister Lawrence Wong has delivered budget 2024. A balanced budget and the first installment in Singapore's roadmap to a more resilient future and one that lays the groundwork for Singapore's long-term competitiveness. Here is DPM Wong as he talks about businesses enjoying a corporate income tax rebate. Companies will receive a 50% corporate income tax rebate capped at $40,000 in the year of assessment 2024. Not all companies are profitable and some may not benefit from such a rebate. So I will provide a minimum benefit of $2,000 in cash payouts for companies that employ at least one local employee in 2023. Support coming, of course, for our businesses and enterprises and a key goal to keep Singapore economically competitive. We want more uh, as we break this down together with Jeff Ung, head of Asia Macro Strategy at Sumitomo Mitsui Banking Corporation. Jeff, hello. Welcome to the show. Let's start talking straight away with, I think, what is on the minds of a lot of companies and enterprises listening in right now. And that's the $1.3 billion enterprise support package, the billion with a B, to help companies manage rising business costs. It's going to be used in many, many useful ways for enterprises. Let's get your thoughts and reactions on this package when you heard of it. Well... I believe that this package is really meant to manage some of the rising costs that we have been seeing over the past uh, few years, not just in Singapore, but also globally as well. And of course, as Singapore, we are a high-cost uh, uh, economy. We can't really compete in terms of uh, compared uh, cost, but we are also trying to be higher uh, value add. So I think uh, with this uh, enterprise support package, I think it does help with uh, businesses that are you know having all the external led challenges. Uh, they're grappling with all those uh, challenges. I think helping them to uh, manage some of these uh, costs and and ensuring some uh, medium term profitability for the for the years ahead. I mean, this coupled with the corporate income tax rebate that we just heard DPM Wong uh, talk about there in that clip. All of this, do you think it'll go a long way towards addressing what has been um, a gripe of a lot of companies and organizations in the last few years in Singapore that maybe it's getting too expensive to do business here? Looking at all of these, surely um, a big carrot here. Yes, indeed. I think there's also some potentially other measures that are also trying to be uh, supportive of uh, businesses. I yeah. think overall, um, you know, if, if you look at uh, some of the bigger scheme, I think all these are meant to help to support uh, the fact that, you know, Singapore continues to grapple with a lot of external oriented uh, cha challenges. I think trying to ensure that Singapore continues to position itself uh, at the center of the global economy uh, for the decades ahead. Right. Any additional measures that really stood out for you besides what we just mentioned? Yeah, I think, um, for instance, measures like AI investments, you know, all these are looking into uh, the next uh, step in terms of uh, technology development, as well as, I think, continued uh, developments and, and top-ups into the financial sector. I think this will also include uh, new areas such as uh, fintech and green finance, 
uh, apart from the traditional areas like uh, banking, capital markets, and asset management. So yeah, I think all these are also meant to ensure that for, for Singapore's case, we not just look at what has been doing uh, and, and performing for us at the moment, but also look at into areas that will be doing well for us in the future. Jeff, uh, DPM Wong has also announced additional support under the assurance package worth $1.9 billion. Uh, we have designed this package so that lower-income families get more support. We have also ensured that larger households, particularly those with seniors and children, get more support. But tackling inequality is often easier said than done. Ideas on how to do so are frequently replete with unintended consequences. Simple handouts and blunt measures do not solve poverty. Jeff, the government has rolled out tiered support, providing more cash and other benefits to lower-income families as well as larger households to help Singaporeans cope with the cost of living pressures. Uh, the National Trade Unions Congress, NTUC, is expecting more retrenchments for this year, 2024. Uh, maybe talk us through the safety net in preparation for these uncertainties ahead. Sure. I think, of course, the usual advice could be to build up your emergency funds, to invest in also uh, some fixed deposits and, and treasury use to, to keep up with inflation. I think going forward, we, uh, I think uh, as Singapore and Singaporeans, uh, the, there's also a need to think about you know, sustainability uh, for in terms of uh, the economic growth and also for uh, the, the local uh, and, and the, the, the employment situation. So building up a, a safety net in terms of uh, training, in terms of skill sets uh, for yourself. Uh, to in, ensure that, uh, you know, uh, e even in the, the light of uh, muted economic growth or external-oriented challenges, I think uh, you, you continue to uh, be able to be resilient and uh, be able to uh, plan for contingencies. Jeff, Deputy Prime Minister Lawrence Wong has talked about the economic outlook being rather mixed in 2024, a term we used or we heard used cautiously optimistic about the future of GDP growth, which is expected to be between 1% and 3%, but it's still going to be generally a better year than 2023. That's when, of course, our Singapore economy grew by a modest 1.1%. What would you rank as some of the economic risks for this year? Sure. I think thinking about the economic growth forecast this year, uh, indeed, the, the overall result could be a bit better, 2 plus percent in, in our view. And I think that could also mean that uh, growth will be more even, helped by uh, various uh, sectors instead of, uh, let's say, the tourism-oriented uh, sec sectors that has been uh, uh, alleviating the fall for manufacturing in the, the past year. Uh, but of course, there's still a lot of uh, risk, given that uh, we are in an environment where uh, there's still a lot of uh, risk that, that is uh, still going along. Uh, one of it could be geopolitical because we have seen uh, a lot of uh, geopolitical conflicts over the past few years and a flare-up cannot be discounted. At the same time, I think with uh, interest rates so high at this stage, uh, there's also a risk of uh, having uh, policy mistakes uh, from uh, central bankers or also from governments. And uh, I think we could not also discount the fact that uh, any uh, debt crises uh, could also occur, given that uh, many governments have in fact borrowed uh, in order to support the COVID-19 uh, pandemic uh, measures. And uh, this are likely to weigh on the medium-term e uh, global economic prospects. Uh, uh, so a lot of it 
is uh, definitely external oriented and uh, Singapore being an, a small and open economy could still be exposed to all these risks. Now, before we bring on DPM Lawrence Wong talking about possible retrenchments, uh, like you said, you know, there are worries about cost of living expenses, China's slow economic growth, uh, geopolitical tensions, energy costs and supply chain disruptions. So there could possibly be uh, as well as AI, right? So there could possibly be some retrenchments. Let's hear what DPM Lawrence Wong has to say first. Losing a job is a major setback for workers and their families. Those who become involuntarily unemployed naturally feel the pressure to rush into the first available job they find. <laughs> but the new job may not always be a good fit. Ideally, they should consider ways to upgrade their skills and to find a job that fits their aptitude and talent. But displaced workers may not have the time to train or search for new jobs, especially when they are already straining to make ends meet. Now, uh, Jeff, uh, this is something new for us. There will be a new temporary financial support scheme for the involuntarily unemployed while they undergo training or look for better fitting jobs. Uh, Tell us your take on this new scheme, please. Yeah, I think this new scheme is aimed to smoothen out the individual situations. I think when you are between uh, that existing uh, sort of like job that you are in and then uh, moving towards a, a new one, I think uh, there's at least some uh, temporary tight over in, in order to ensure that there's some uh, sort of like smoothing out of, of the both uh, situation. I think overall, it would still help with uh, consumption planning. I think uh, the Singapore economy now is a bit more dependent on uh, private consumption compared to, uh, say, a few decades ago, where it's still more dependent on trade. Of course, now it's still a very small and open trade economy. But yeah, I think this will help to at least ensure that uh, even as uh, workers uh, temporarily go through some disruptions and going through some training, at least it helps to uh, ensure that the medium term is uh, not uh, affected. And a big part of that is going to be about workers upskilling as well. In fact, Deputy Prime Minister Lawrence Wong spoke about helping workers upskill. Sir, we are making a significant enhancement to our skills future ecosystem but we will reap the full benefits only if all of us, government employers, workers and unions, work lean forward to truly deepen this culture of lifelong learning and skills mastery. This must be our shared commitment to one another, to help our fellow Singaporeans develop to their fullest potential and to have productive and meaningful careers. So Singapore Budget 2024 saw the announcement for mid-career workers age 40 and above receiving $4,000 worth of skills future credit top-ups in May. How do you think, Jeff, that this will support job seekers while they're also searching for the next job opportunity? Yeah, I think this is uh, really a, a key initiative in the new budget. I think looking in, into the medium term and also perhaps uh, attempting to uh, improve the current situation uh, where sometimes when uh, there's a need for more training, but there's uh, limited support. So I think it does emphasize at, uh, more support for retraining and uh, with uh, more training and more uh, skill sets. I think this will also help to minimize some of the structural unemployment. I think so far, uh, what we have seen is that the uh, resident unemployment has been relatively low, around 3% or even below. Uh, and I think this will likely help to minimize uh, some of the unemployment for residents, uh, particularly from the structural uh, aspect where they would like to move into new areas of, of jobs, but perhaps uh, lack the skills to do so. 
Jeff, uh, maybe you can tell us the bright spots in the economy. We know it's expected to grow uh, between 1% and 3% for this year. Um, they're talking about electronics coming back in a big, big way, which is something that Singapore is very strong on. Uh, what other bright spots do you see uh, for Singapore? Yes, indeed. I think this is a year where the global situation will be fairly complicated and Within this complication, there's still some bright spots in, in the economy because uh, what we are seeing now is a rebound in Asia trade growth. And if you look at some of the recent data from Singapore, the non-oil domestic exports has also started to rebound uh, from a low base. Uh, I think part of it has been due to a shift in terms of uh, spending. So previously, I think spending has been centered on uh, services uh, owing to the removal of restrictions for COVID-19. Uh, but now I think the, the, the spending is shifting away from services and back towards uh, goods as uh, now, nowadays. So I think this is likely to help with uh, manufactured goods product and also uh, trade as well. I think this will help to support the, the, the manufacturing sector for the Singapore economy, as well as the uh, related trade sectors, uh, which will bring about a stronger overall uh, growth figure for Singapore, I think after uh, some challenging years. At the same time, I think... Um, even if uh, some of the uh, growth numbers may start to taper off from uh, tourism, but we still anticipate uh, some uh, healthy growth for some of the services uh, sector, which will be uh, you know, from the momentum of the past few years and also from the spillover from uh, manufacturing. At the same time, I think we still have some construction uh, overhang to go. So I think overall this year, growth will be likely more even uh, and I think it's well supported by the various uh, sectors. Okay, let's talk about the government as well, wanting to see our local enterprises flourish to expand overseas and seek out new opportunities. Uh, tell us about the government's support there in this year's budget too. Yeah, I think looking at it, it's uh, mainly centered, as we mentioned, you know, in the key areas like uh, the financial sector, in terms of technology like AI, and also the general enterprise uh, support package. I think what we're also doing is uh, to position ourselves as being uh, the, the regional hub in, in Asia. I think at this stage, uh, of course, with uh, a lot of uh, crosswinds uh, from, uh, let's say, a slowing US economy, a slowing uh, and muted China growth, I think businesses are looking to diversify across uh, the whole Asia region. I think Singapore stands out in itself by being a regional hub for uh, Southeast Asia as well as for the rest of the Asia Pacific. So yeah, I think this this uh, support schemes will help to uh, improve the profitability, manage some of the uh, unit labor cost uh, issues that we've been facing over the past few years uh, due to the shortages of uh, labor uh, and the, due to the rising cost that's been driven by external factors over the past few years. And I think overall, yeah, this will help to uh, be supportive of uh, some of the uh, businesses who are also looking to expand uh, on the domestic and, and on the external environment. Jeff, before we let you go, a lot of the immediate reactions to Singapore Budget 2024 have talked about how this is a very balanced one with business-friendly support measures, social support measures that are also centred around the individual and support for the economy feeding into it quite nicely there as well. What, what's your quick takeaway of SG Budget 2024? Do you consider it a very balanced one? Yes, I can consider it a fairly balanced one and it, I think it's aimed to uh, boost the economic competitiveness of the economy and also to ensure that there's some uh, sustainability as well. So if you look at the, the, the projections of the budget, we will have a small deficit for last year, the fiscal year of uh, 2023, and then we're aiming to have a slight sur surplus for the coming year ahead. Uh, and I think it, overall, it, it means that uh, while we are also broadening our revenue uh, from the increased uh, GST, we're also spending it on uh, various age, uh, areas 
uh, like on the social compact and also on uh, various uh, business initiatives to ensure that the economy continues to propel forward, especially in an environment where uh, the the uh, external uh, headwinds are, are still present. And I think things are also moving rapidly towards uh, the next uh, generation. So yeah, I, I think looking forward, it will help with uh, the, the boost uh, for Singaporean and Singapore economy to develop to the next level. Thank you indeed to Jeff Ung, Head of Asia Macro Strategy at Sumitomo Mitsui Banking Corporation. You're listening to Singapore Today's coverage of Singapore Budget 2024.